forever. Dog. Warning, the following podcast will give you stunningly accurate life predictions. For instance, <clears throat> you will feel shame when a friend or coworker overhears you listening to a podcast discussing obscure robots housed in boxes that are located around Disneyland. It's Disneyland Fortune Tellers with guest Avery Monson on today's podcast, The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, the only theme park podcast that will reveal to you whether you are about to take a great journey or meet the love of your life. But we have to warn you, it's not both. So choose very wisely which one you want. I'm Jason Sheridan, uh, joined as always by Mike Carlson. Wait, did you say you get to choose which one? But no, you're also no, going to find uh, out? Sh- just be careful. <laughs> your decisions. Wait, so you were saying to be careful. You weren't actually saying... (laughs) I'm saying one of those two will happen, but they both can't happen. Right, but didn't you say you get to choose? Like the listener gets to choose? the listener may be uh, come to a crossroads. Look, I was having real trouble coming up with this, and I think I did an okay job doing it in like 10 seconds. I'm just trying to clarify what you were saying, that's all. Maybe I I misheard. I could be the asshole here. Choose wisely, listener. Something, a great thing awaits you, but not both things. Scott Gardner, how how did you interpret the, the future? Well, I got distract. I kind of got distracted above with the actual meaning because what I got caught on is that it was like it was already like a pretty like long thing, and then it end- and then you ended like so. Be careful, which one you want. <laughs> like it still had a little addendum, <laughs> a little under its breath. I really, I really liked it. It could have, it could have gone on twice as long. You <laughs> could have added yeah, a few more things, like pick a, <laughs> pick a number. Also, which, which number will it be? You that want. will correspond to what your fortune shall be. And then it well, could have been more things. One of the seers we're about to talk about today, uh, I did see one of their uh, fortunes. They read <laughs> said one of your lucky numbers is two. <laughs> as if to, like, there's, of, there's a huh? bunch of them, but here's one of them. So, a lot of okay. the cards that they give you are extremely long-winded. Like, some of these fortunes yes. do certainly go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and I we'll guess... We'll read yeah. every card. We'll read every card that we could find that all of the... We found everyone in the, the uh, whatever, 65-year history of the park, and we're going to read all of them. Right. Do we have anyone in the audience that could make us a Jason Fortune Teller box with an animatronic in it? And then we could just have Jason riff on a bunch of these things and put them in there as a recorded audio. We must have somebody in the audience. Obviously, there's a fortune teller (laughs) maker. There there has to be. Any random pool of people, you're going to find a fortune teller maker. Yeah, for sure. Okay, he's not my guy, but I found a guy, and and that all. But but before we get what? into what uh, yeah. you do know a guy, he's not your uh, guy. I, I, I not personally. I saw a video about a guy. Um, okay. uh, we'll we'll get to that shortly. All right, uh, let's, who are your guys? I'm excited. Uh, let's bring in our guest. Uh, you know him from HBO's High Maintenance, and he's the best-selling author of the book All My Friends Are Dead and the upcoming book I Am the Longest Dog. 
Avery Monson is here. Hi, Avery. Guys, what a pleasure to be here. Jason, I thought the joke was great. I thought it was great as a fortune, and I feel like you it, it really applied to me specifically. I'm really, I, I'm happy with that as a fortune. <laughs> okay, good. I appreciate that. I And so, um, you you are married, so hopefully that's, you've already met the love of your life, so I guess you're, you're taking a long journey, maybe yeah, a train. Yeah, I guess that's or, right. Uh, um, yeah. Every, every day is a chance to discover uh, new depths of love, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, that is could, true. You could fall amazing. Like, yeah, the love of your life is maybe just a nice piece of furniture. <laughs> like, it could oh, be anything. True. It doesn't have to be a, a human. It doesn't that's have right. to. Yeah, it could be anything, really. Or like that's woodworking. Right. Woodworking now is your first love. But I don't know. You, hey, you decide. You decide. Yeah. Like, we've got time for lots of hobbies to be the love of our lives. Right. This whole uh, yeah. lockdown's done. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Anything is possible. I think we should just keep giving each other fortune. Like we should each tell mm. each other's fortune as this episode goes on. Maybe. <laughs> so if you want to call, anyone can call on any other person in this Zoom to give you a fortune. I think. Let's just have that rule on the table. That's here. always. That's always there as a possibility. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. Anytime. Anytime. Doesn't matter how many times or how few times. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's fine. Uh, meddling with things, you know, powers beyond our control, that usually works out, right? Like, <laughs> Our fortune usually... tellers, are they, I guess they're um, tapped into some sort of dark arts. Yeah, for, I think I... for sure it counts as the dark arts, for sure. Okay. Well, yeah. let's, uh, let's uh, test it. Let's test uh, playing with the dark arts today. Because we have okay. done that far too little on this podcast, I think. <laughs> We've discussed it. But yeah, actually doing it is a Here's whole nother thing Let's open entirely. the gates of hell right now and here. <laughs> I would like, yes, like Mark, uh, opposite Marin, of course, uh, open the gates of hell. <laughs> and, and which dark spirits are your guys, would you say? <laughs> oh. Uh, um, so, uh, Cerberus. Uh, yes. Cerberus. Yeah, Beelzebub. Beelzebub. Oh, oh uh, Bono's alter ego, Mr. McFisto. From the <laughs> Zoo TV tour. It's two That's Mr. McFistos my... for the year so far. How many will fit yeah. into 2021? We'll keep a running tally. He's, he's sort of over my shoulder in this episode, uh, guiding my dark, my dark yeah. thoughts. Uh, so yeah, if you want to get a fortune directly from him, ask me during this episode. Yeah, and that is our, our topic. We were talking about the Disneyland fortune-telling machines, which, Avery, this is, this is one you mentioned kind of in passing as like, oh, and if we have time, uh, we, you know, we would talk about Fortune Red. And I was like, can you tell me more about Fortune Red? Because this is one that I, I have missed. I mean, I, I've done one of these fortune-tellers, but like the... The two fortune telling machines that like tie in with the Disney Play app was like a news story at the end of 2018, and I just missed it entirely. Yeah. Do do any of you guys regularly uh, go to the fortune telling machines? Never. No. Never, never once. Never. And I'm not sure that I've. There's certainly one of them. So we're talking about three. There are three fortune telling machines. There's in three Disneyland, and I'll sort of a fourth. Oh, the oh, the, uh, oh. the Aladdin's Aladdin's other lamp. Do you know about Aladdin's other lamp? I no, knew no, about that. You were, wow, you're presenting things we don't know at all, or at least that <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, know, this is good. I'm impressed by. I didn't. I didn't intend that to be like a gotcha journalism. I didn't. I didn't want to. 
Watch your asses, guys. I'm going to bring up stuff you don't know about. <laughs> well, I should have scrambled it. and gone like, well, yes, in fact, I've, uh, I've got my notes right here. Tap, 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 tap. Um, um, yeah, Aladdin's other lamp is, is in a corner of, I think it's in a corner of one of the stores in Adventureland. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's just like a little lamp that's oh, yeah, back yeah. In, the, in the back of one of the gift shop stores, and you can put in 50 cents or whatever, and smoke will come out of it, and it'll talk to you. It's not really an animatronic like the other ones, but it'll it'll like give you a fortune. We'll talk I have to you seen in this now, yeah. In what uh, in, in a voice from the movie or who does it? It's is it a genie or what is it? It is a genie doing some sort of a Middle Eastern sounding accent that that probably isn't good. So I I go to these things. I I didn't pay for them ever when when I used to go, but now that it now that this. Uh, Disney Parks app. What's the app called? The Play Play Disney Parks app. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they they have made a, a function on the app where if you open up the Fortune Red or the Esmeralda uh, section of the app, you can get a fortune for free. Uh, and not only is it a fortune, but it will it will give you uh, one piece of a story. That other people don't get to have. If you just put in money on the street without the app, you can't get these stories. I don't think. Uh, and it and they're like long, they're long stories. I have the cards here uh, that no one else, no one else is doing, as far as I know. I've I've looked up, you know, like pretty much anything at the Disney parks. If you if you Google it, someone else has done it. You know what I mean? Uh, of course. I, yeah. I googled the text of these, and no one else. No one is doing this. Uh, this seems to be a lot of effort that someone has put into these that no one is taking up except for me, as far as I can find. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I have not seen, I haven't searched for it, but I haven't seen anyone do this. I haven't seen Fresh Baked Disney doing this. I haven't seen any of the, the vloggers. That's interesting. You're the only, you should be vlogging about it, honestly. I should start yeah. vlogging. Yeah. You should. You should, uh, I, yeah, show us the look, journey here. Can so I, this is fascinating. Can I back you way up? Because also, yeah, when, sure. we, when this all started getting talked about as a topic, that there is app interactivity in your phone with the fortune-telling machines, I guess I knew that there were a few of those in the park. I definitely knew about Esmeralda, who's in the Penny Arcade on Main Street. But when an email about you coming on came in, this is the first that I had ever seen the phrase, Fortune Red. I was, oh, yeah. That's yes. how backwards I am on all this. I, don't, I didn't know Fortune Red at all. I, do you... I'm, Mike and Jason, am I crazy to not know about Fortune Red? Where does that I fall in Fortune Red? You didn't know did either. No. Okay. Well, again, you really I, found an area here. I remember walking by him. I I think maybe let's start with um the the one who is not tied into the app because this one I do know and I have done before, and I'm talking about Shrunken Ned. Shrunken mm-hmm. Ned. The the shrunken head in a machine, a, a fortune telling machine. In Adventureland, it used to be in the bazaar shop at Adventureland, and now it's kind of moved over to the extended seating for the, um, uh, oh, Mike, what is it called? The kebab place. Uh, the Bengal Barbecue. Bengal oh, Barbecue. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So it, it, it's in there, uh, and it, it spits out cards that, like, have him on it. He, it's, he, he is like a British, uh, sorry, I have his full name here, Colonel Nedley Lostmore. Uh, he is a British explorer uh, who, at some point along the lines, got his uh, got became a shrunken head, um, mm-hmm. and and he he's very sassy. 
Yes. Uh, and he talks to you. He talks and spits out. He's sassy to you with his voice. The other two don't talk, really. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you may be getting the best talks. show with this one, I, I would think, of the three. Shrunken, yeah. Shrunken yes. Ned, in my opinion, is the best of the three. Uh, if, if you can look past the sort of, like, colonialist... Uh, I mean, this is like a... This is a British man whose head has been cut off by somebody uh, that makes makes you feel not not great about it. Maybe right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was gonna bring that up of like, how do we think Disneyland shrunken heads are long for this world? I mean, this yeah. one appears to be a colonizer who got some comeuppance, so uh, yeah, he might be okay. Yeah, okay. So so that yeah, I guess we can feel okay about that. Um, but yeah, he's. He- He's by far the funniest out of all of them. He's got he's got like fortunes. Uh, one of the fortunes that I saw is just um, it's like a prescription, and and the card is totally unintelligible. It's like in in handwriting, and you can't read any of it uh, because it's like a doctor's prescription. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like a pretty good joke for a for a, a fortune telling little booth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I, I think um, they're all very. Oh, good. I was just gonna say he's like very like adventurers club esque. Yeah, he's got that yeah. vibe, that era of Disney. I do. Do we have a date actually when he was put in? Couldn't find uh, I, that. I don't know exactly when he was put in, but there is a Disney Parks blog post from 2014 where they made a little video showing people like you know uh, getting their fortune. He him talking to them and reading the cards and that sort of thing. So they were right. plugging it up to a few years ago. I think he, he was, maybe I mean, he's, came he's in. Yeah, I think he's. New, I think the the earliest he was was the the nineties um, Indiana Jonesification of mm-hmm. Adventureland, like when when it all sort of got a more coherently nineteen thirties theme, and he's kind of a thirties guy. Uh, so that's the old, yeah, he, th- th- this is not some Walt era remnant. Uh, um, and he is in fact voiced by an Imagineer of the era, Eddie Soto. Um, oh so, yeah. Yeah. Worked yeah. On who's Paris, who's... So, Disneyland Paris. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 There's he's, a lot he... of interesting interviews with him on season pass. I feel, I think, yeah, season pass and other places. He's got a lot of like Baxter era stories and sure, I think was, sure. yeah, worked under Tony a lot. Right. Right. Yeah, that's um, fun. It's a fun voice. It's sort of in that like, um, uh, it's, I mean, it's. I was gonna say like Peter O'Toole. It's not exactly that, but sort of that's like, uh, uh, yeah, toyji, uh, yes. like that, it's that generally. <laughs> Harumphy, yeah. my boy, good show. He says yeah. pat- patronize. Uh, you thank you for patronizing. Uh, and he is, what's his little, like, catchphrase that he's the, the jungle's only self-service witch doctor. Um, it's all fun, it's all, like, fun little world-building. It's, like, a, a good, um, example of, I, like, I like all this stuff they're doing to make Adventureland a world, uh, that, that keeps extending beyond the Jungle Cruise, where Jungle Cruise is kind of the base, but then there's, Trader Sam's extends it, and, and this extends it. Uh, and it all ties into into see uh, the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, and um, I don't know this whole whatever they're doing. This like continual Adventureland expansion is is I I think real neat. I think they're all doing a good job with it. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. I mean, it seems fun. Like it seems like a fun creative thing to like add to it. Well, it seems like they're gonna. I mean, when they redo the Jungle Cruise that they've announced, it I think I think it's 
you know, time to take out some of those weird, you know, uh, data stuff, the yes, anachronisms. Of course. Like, and you can still keep it interesting and, and you know. Um, yeah, I but, don't know. I, yeah. I, I, luckily, I don't think there's been a ton of, like, people, like, so mad about the Jungle Cruise changes. I mean, I think all, all the changes they've made like make a lot of sense in general but uh this one especially i feel like most people are like yeah yeah of course <laughs> make yeah. the changes i think it's too obscure to be uh mad about like like yeah, there's something true. like there was something that to forgive the pun but the, there's something splashy about splash mountain but the splash mountain is people know that name and everybody like geared up that day to go like you're gonna take my thing out and change it girl but the like this story ultimately is like they are going to add probably cool new scenes that uh, take out problematic elements of a ride. Like it's all like somebody's got to like really read the fine print to know what they're supposed to be mad about with the story. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a good point. I don't, it's, it's just like too much effort. It's too yeah, much work yeah. to be mad. Maybe where you're like, all right, I got to figure out that there's bad native representation and then there's one scene here and it's being replaced by skippers and ah, too much. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go back to something else. I can't. I, like, uh, I, I usually I would say I would love to meet blank. I do not want to meet the person who's like, you got to leave the porters being menaced by the tiger. You got to leave those porters there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, for you to for you to raise this, think about that. You have to be openly racist. I think, right? I think so. I but also yeah. a big theme park fan. Like, bully. You have to have like encyclopedic <laughs> theme park knowledge, right. which is good, and racism, which is bad. Yeah, there's yeah. a Venn. Di- I mean, there's a Venn diagram for sure. There, <laughs> I just- yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just- yeah. Go to Etsy, sh- search "Thin Blue Line Mickey," and oh, you'll no. find it. Oh, you'll no. find it in mere <laughs> seconds. You will find that immediately. Um, <laughs> Shrunken Ned. Uh, since we're talking about world building, uh, Shrunken Ned has other appearances. He is the namesake of the um, uh, the the jungle uh the little boats you drive around at the magic kingdom by the jungle cruise i don't know if they're still there but these little motor boats are mm. called shrunken ned's mm. junior oh, wow. junior jungle boats and do they uh, do they have another version of the of the shrunken ned fortune teller in magic kingdom or or is it is it just lending the name over there i think it's uh just lending the name there's Got a it. small nod to shrunken ned at the skipper canteen and at uh the Trader Sam's Grog- Grotto at the Polynesian. The weirdest thing I found out about him, and I didn't know these, there's books called Tales from Adventureland. Yeah, I got into oh, this right. one too. I went down a little rabbit hole with this one too, but t- tell us about it, Jason. So, a Tales of Adventureland is about uh, Ned's uh, grandson, <laughs> uh, I believe. Uh, and okay. So this character that you, the listener, might be finding out about for the first time right now, there's all extended universe mythology about his grandson. <laughs> What's yes. The, oh, so it's modern day, then. Oh, yeah. I think it's in yeah, the 30s. Uh, kind of. Or, oh, wait, yeah, you're he, right. He, he was old enough in the 30s to colonial, have a grandson. Guy. You're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, Unless yeah, it's yeah. about the grandson being old now, today. <laughs> but it doesn't sound like it is. Right, no. Um, yeah, and it... So here's the... Here that like the last names don't. Th- this is not perfect one to one because in in the books Ned is in a group called the uh, Jungle Explorers Society, which is very like they didn't have the C thing. I think worked out, or they didn't agree to put it in the book. Um, <laughs> and so uh, uh, he is also it. 
<laughs> this part, I don't know, is a little sus. Uh, he was ambushed <laughs> by a witch doctor slash assassin named Bungalow Bob. Yeah, see, that doesn't make you feel too good. Yeah, that would have feels... And it's kind of a Beatles ripoff also. That's, that's another issue with it. <laughs> yeah, it's really. Off that's of Bungalow yeah. Bill. Yeah, the, the Venn diagram of Beatles fans who are racist and also care about <laughs> deep cuts in the, in the Disney parks. That, that exists. Just exist. adding more and more circles. Just adding <laughs> yeah. more and more. They know they're uh, there. Okay, uh, so the grandson and Andy Stanley at some point has to uh, go retrieve a hidden key from the Enchanted Tiki Room. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, the hidden key. Sure. Uh, Do they talk about keys in the Tiki Room, or is that just that's something else? They, they added that. That is, well, the first book is called The Key Master's Quest in this series. Of course. Uh, the, 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 the big notable thing in this book is that there is a robot uh, butler named Bolton House. And it is clearly a nod to the robot butler from Horizons. And then at some point in the book series, um, uh, Shrunken Dead starts using the robot butler body as a mechanical, like, as a, oh, wow. as a mech body. I like that. <laughs> that great. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good I like that a lot, honestly. How many of these books exist? I, I am not sure. Avery, you said you looked into it. Did uh, you go down? I didn't, I didn't see how many... I didn't see how many books there were. I went down a little rabbit hole looking up the the author of of this book, uh, who mm-hmm. who apparently has like a collective of some other guys that all make steampunk guns together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which makes I feel like that makes sense, right? Little like little blasters and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They like sell them right. on an Etsy site or something. Okay. Uh, they have to be expensive, right? Yeah, I think I think they're pretty expensive. Yeah, are more you, expensive are, than if you were to go to an Etsy store for Thin Blue Line Mickey stuff, which I did and have <laughs> since Jason brought that it stuff up. Can be relatively it's been, cheap. I've been staring at it. and It's yeah. been staring at me. Yeah, it's only eight fifty for a uh, wristband or something that you wear. That on one side is a lot of Mickey's with police helmets, and then Minnie's with a bow, and then an American flag pattern with the thin blue line and then on the other side it says watch out boys my daddy is a police officer jeez oh louise <laughs> that's intense <laughs> Were you and, then you, 50? and then you rotate it a little bit more and it's the and it's the lyrics to lovely rita beanerbade <laughs> <laughs> because you gotta get those beetle fans more unlicensed too. beetle stuff yeah <laughs> that's the venn diagram the venn diagram is a is a, a mickey head <laughs> yeah. there's three circles and <laughs> oh yeah um they should make i mean they should make these books into movies right people the public would want to see these adventures that take place around the disneylands right right <laughs> the extended universe of the machines yeah uh so there's three okay there's three of these books there's three of these books i don't know how many books are in the king i feel like there's a lot more kingdom keeper books which right. I have not read, and I feel like I have to. Um, so I think I, I think I found the rabbit hole that I had gone down. I looked up the author Jason Lethgo of of, of yeah. this novel, and in his bio on Pengu- Penguin Random House, he just uh, as like a throwaway line, he says he is a, a part of a mysterious society of adventurers called the Brotherhood of Thaumaturgic Cartographers. Uh, and then I googled that, and that's. That's how I found all the steampunk stuff. Uh, Thaumaturgic? Is that the word you said? Thaumaturgic. 
Yeah, T H A U M A T U R G I C. Wow. Mm. I've never heard that word. Is that a real word or they make it up? It's possible they made it up. Uh, I'm looking it up now as uh, thaumaturgic, uh, having brought about or relating to supernatural powers or magic. Huh. Well, I got to use that a lot more now. (laughs) (laughs) Drop it on the conversation. Yes. Everyone will be impressed. Um, Oh, go ahead. Uh, can I ask for a fortune from Scott real quick? <laughs> oh God! Uh, how do these How do these work? Um, what is a uh, All right, a uh, an old friend will seek um, your companionship, but beware of his non virtuous intentions and mm. he's got a knife look out oh shit oh, wow shit. and it's it's wow. uh in, he, in three like days really got when you read this that. Yeah. yeah 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 wow he uh-huh. really got of, yeah a friend of mine's gonna try to kill me with a knife yeah um Jeez. yeah but you think he's just seeking i already don't remember the beginning of it but you think he's just seeking uh, well you were channeling advice. you don't even it wasn't even really a conscious thing you were channeling yeah, yeah, yeah. the dark the dark spirit no you that's were, what happens anytime uh uh you that's why I delayed for a second and seemed upset to have to say a fortune. I was um, propelling my yeah, brain yeah. Uh, into the spiritual realm. You were being very thaumaturgic. <laughs> that was a pretty thaumaturgical <laughs> moment, yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, hey, feel free anytime, obviously. Many times yeah. as you want to hit me up for fortunes. Yeah, no, uh, we all should be doing this more. Uh, yeah. For reminding us of this gun that can go off in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yes, much like a steam-powered revolver, this could go <laughs> off at any moment. And, and that is both a good and bad thing. Mm-hmm. Can, can I ask this um, steampunk blaster? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me ask this question in general as we're talking about the fortune tellers uh, available at Disneyland. Um, any, um, Avery, any of your fascination with this, did, did it come from this hearing about this odd thing about the, uh, about the app interactivity or is this, is this a, an outgrowth of like, you are detail oriented at the parks and want to find like the odd little off the beaten path experiences there? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I was thinking about this. I was trying to like put, put my finger on exactly what drew me to these things. I think it's. A couple things. I think that part of it maybe was seeing the movie Big a bunch as a kid, where mm-hmm. the the uh, fortune te- the Zoltar machine played a pretty big mm-hmm. role, right? Sure. Um, I think part of it was Jason. Have you ever been to the the Musée Mécanique in San Francisco? I have. I have that written down. I have been to the Musée Mécanique. Okay, yeah. so so I I grew up in the Bay Area, and before. The Musée Mécanique, which is which is for people that don't know, it's this it's this sort of warehouse full of these old old fortune tellers and and little uh, uh, like dioramas, mo- moving dioramas and things like that. Jason, how how would you describe that place? Yeah, it's like it, it it's like the Penny Arcade at Disneyland, but much larger and, and you know it was one guy's like everything's kind of falling kind of, apart, right? Yeah, but a lot of it, you're shocked that it's like, oh, I put a quarter in and it works. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. does work. I mean, um, I feel like I see the Musée Mechanique uh, mentioned a lot uh, with, la- is it Laughing Sal? I forget. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. Just it's like giant- an eight foot tall 
woman, just a terrifying yeah, woman. Just a terrifying half puppet, half animatronic thing, and you just pay it and it laughs. And it, <laughs> it's scary. Like, it scares children and the dogs. Like, That's laughing. The, what you get? That's the point of it? <laughs> that's what you get yeah it's like the equivalent of like the tr- the movie with the train coming right at you or like oh yeah you- scott do you not know what laughing cell looks like no oh, oh god. yeah scott this actually might be this might be right <laughs> up your alley this might oh. be your new thing well laughing Cell. yeah this this might be a version of what this is i've i've maybe talked about this before because i think there was one of these up on the top of the entrance to this ride that i'm very fond of the scary dark ride which was in uh, in Newport, in the fun zone, or on Balboa Island in Orange County, there used to be one of these like teetering up and down. It looks like maybe on the Santa Cruz yeah, Santa boardwalk Cruz, at go. some point too. So yeah, I know this face. Uh, now that yeah, this, I, I dealt with my fear of this face already in my childhood, <laughs> so I'm not having to experience it new right now. Thank oh okay. God. So you're used to laughing, Sal, and you're not scared of her like you are maybe Chucko or the other clown. I'm blanking on its name. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the the one from the cereal boxes that we found that was replaced by that oh, that shoot, bear, Golden Jason? Crisp. Oh, Jason, what's I, that? What's that? I, it was similar. It was like chunk <laughs> oh, of Crispo. <laughs> wasn't Crispo. <laughs> there's so many. Uh, I mean, there is this... there is definitely a clown named Crispo somewhere, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's well, a, that's pretty uh, much waiting to be a clown name. Yes. Yeah, it's. Uh, I see a picture of him here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I pulled up Sugar Smacks Clown, uh, 12 Forgotten Cereal Mascots. Oh, people are yelling at us right I now. I was close, though, I think. It's, it's mm. close to A lot Chris of clowns though. are yelling at you right now. <laughs> no, yeah, no, don't clowns say in that. Our audience, we apologize. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, talk amongst yourselves while I try to so, figure so when yeah. I So when I was in high school, I went to the Musée Mechanique a couple times, and it, it actually, the, the place that it's in right now, which is on Fisherman's Wharf, uh, before it was there, it was in this old place called the Cliff House, which is like way far out. Uh, it, 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 like on the end of San Francisco on the, on the beach in this old building that was kind of falling apart. And so it made it like way creepier, way, way more like, like kind of grimy and fucked up, which it, to like, to me was way better. Uh, and so, uh, and eventually like sometime in my high school, the building needed like structural maintenance or, or they, or they like lost their lease or something. And then they had to find a, a better place for it. But so that, that sort of, like old timey like turn of the century like nickel machines um thing sort of uh, occupied a weird space in my brain also a lot of them are like like a little diorama where you'll you'll put in a nickel and you'll see like a an opium den do you know what i mean it's like yes, a, it, or like, i've seen the opium den yeah, i've yeah, definitely yeah. Like seen a, that yeah 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 or like you'll see like a man get hanged and and it's like it's like the uh the drunkard's revenge or so do you know what i mean it's like it's like some weird little morality tale like bizarrely yeah. harsh and like uh, like a real not just a remnant of the time and that you're like looking at a thing that was made closer to the turn of the century but also a remnant of the time and that it's like dark and clearly from a time where people like just kill each other in cold blood and like it was just like a grimier era like this is what you do for fun is think about opium dens and and what uh hanging someone for being drunk what's i wonder what's the issue in that one 
It's like the old timey like cartoon all stars to the rescue. That's the only way they could <laughs> scare you about things. Is like you have to go to up to a box and pay money to be scared into not doing something wrong. Because high schoolers could not resist the siren call of opium. So right. you got to take them to the scary box to scare them straight. Right. Yeah. Cliffy. 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 Crispo was pretty close, I think. Crispo was, was close. Cliffy the clown. <laughs> anyway. Um, so nice. so that that was like in my head. And the, the, the other thing that I think was that I like as a kid, I was super into magic. Um, and uh, th- there's like a pretty big overlap in the history of magic with like robots and, and automatons and things like that. Like, like, uh, back in the guy's name is, um, uh, Jean, Jean, Jean Eugene Robert Houdin, the, the guy that Houdini got his name from basically, uh, was, was like a watchmaker and a tinkerer and a big part of his magic was these like robots and things. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah. around the turn of the century, they had these, these robots were a sort of a big part of of magic and I was super into it as a kid. So they had this um there was one that was like a, a Turk that would play chess with people. Have you seen this? It's like a it's like a big box with a with a robot Turk on top and he would play chess and then eventually they found out that actually it wasn't a robot, it was a guy inside the box <laughs> operating the thing as a puppet, but they they like lied to everybody and said that it was a it was a robot. Uh, but there's yeah, like a ton of stuff like that. Right, that's right. that's the the real that's the real secrets of magic. They either made an insane contraption, um, there's a guy inside it, or it's a twin. Those <laughs> are the, the the usual explanation, or a mirror. Uh, <laughs> right. That that's yeah. On, on magician magic secrets stuff. revealed on all those specials, it's it's always just those three answers. The answer basically, is just, uh, yeah. This one's a twin thing. Uh, <laughs> twin. We'll just go to commercial early because uh, yeah, it's twins. <laughs> Um, Avery, are I, you Magic Castle guy? Like, have you been to Magic Castle multiple times? I have been to the Magic Castle a couple times. I also there was this uh, TV special that I watched a bunch as a kid. That was uh, Mark Summers' Magical Mystery Tour that took place in the in the Magic Castle. That was Mark Summers mm-hmm. from from Double Dare uh, having a, some hijinks in the Magic Castle after hours. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. saw that a bunch of times before I ever moved to LA. And ever got mm-hmm. to see, and, and so like when I finally got to the Magic Castle, I like knew my way around because of just seeing this special a bunch as a kid. Whoa! Oh, it like shows um, you the geography and all the like special details. I mean, like, I just like would recognize and... rooms. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, right. that's yeah. a cool special. It is like a like um, really like genuinely creepy, and I feel like an like a cool use of his power at the time, like. Nickelodeon mm-hmm. owed him, so he did a cool thing about the magic place that he loves. Like, I feel like he, he like, that, that's a cool vanity project to have done on Mark Summers' part. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, we haven't talked, I mean, we haven't talked a lot, we've talked a little about Magic Castle. I mean, it feels like we probably owe it more discussion down the road, um, but I know they're going through some troubles of their own at the They're moment, going through, through some tough times right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but well, also, you I, can I vote there. Recommend. They helped get the vote out. So that's thanks, true. Magic you could vote there. Yeah. Um, and I uh, did. Uh, I did audio and visual for Bing Crosby's wife's uh, musical performance in the basement at the musical. Oh the, yeah, that's where that was. Yep, that's where it was. Is this <laughs> the first <laughs> podcast mention of your time working for? I, did, I don't think I even knew the relation till now. It was Bing Crosby's wife. 
Yes, I think this is odd that this hasn't come up on the show, and I will talk about this at length a different time. Uh, yes, I worked for <laughs> Bing Crosby's wife, Catherine, uh, in some capacity, doing like PowerPoint while she would sing songs. And wait, PowerPoints though? Like, yeah, I would like would with a... like showing like the bullets of what she's singing about: <laughs> trees, birds, lovely say... days. Just swooping in, spiraling in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, gotta get transitions. Yes, there would be pictures of of the of the two of them. Uh, there would be yeah pictures of the children, perhaps, and then there would be video. She would play a video of her as a young lady singing with Bing from an old show, and I would be responsible for hitting space bar. Um, but that's a whole. The cabaret listen. act. It's a cabaret show. If uh, if Mrs. Crosby tries to get back into your life, watch out for a knife, man. Oh yeah, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! You're uh, right. Yep. If three days from now you get a call, you need somebody to press the space bar again. That would be the craziest way I could die. <laughs> <laughs> your first Killed job by... comes back to haunt <laughs> <By> you. The... <laughs> um, well, when we do more Magic Castle, I'll, I'll tell more about that story. Yeah, I, I will recommend, um, I don't know how many tickets are left, but um, the Geffen Playhouse in Los Angeles has been doing a run of different shows called the Geffen Stayhouse. And I uh, saw a magic show uh, from the comfort of, uh, you know, uh, home uh, on my laptop uh, called The Future. Uh, this this uh, sleight of hand uh, close-up magic guy, Helder Guimaras. I believe is how you say the name. And it, it was awesome. They send you a tube ahead of time. They send you a mysterious box you were not allowed to open. Whoa. And you participate in the tricks. Like, there was a, a thing that I did that I couldn't... I, I have no idea how he did. I, there was one or two where I was like, I think I see... It's very good. It's a little pricey, but it's very good. And yeah, directed by Mr. Frank Marshall. Uh, the producer oh. of Jurassic Park, right? Good friends with Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, there you good, go. But Jimmy Buffett's best friend. Yeah, best friend. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so yeah. that's the reason to support it. Um, Jason, bad so, news. I got a fortune for you. A seemingly innocuous tube in your home may be soon soon involved in your demise. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not allowed to talk about what was in the tube or what I was supposed to do with the tube, but I I do recommend it to people. It's a little pricey, but you get a tube that will apparently kill me. Uh, Only Jason it won't. So. Everybody else is fine. If anybody else wants, everybody else is fine. Good. Okay. Scott's so far, fortunes are scary. Yeah. So far, two for two on the fortunes ending in death. <laughs> They're all. Hey, that's how they work, right? <laughs> Avery, could you give Jason a fortune real quick? Uh, J- uh, Jason, the the uh, the spirits, the spirits are reaching out to te- to tell you, uh, don't go outside. Mm, wow, another warning. Okay. <laughs> Uh, great. Uh, because, that is not because not difficult. Uh, oh, wait, there's more because of because of an old friend is <laughs> approaching, also with a knife. What? Okay. Well, now hold on a sec. This seems like I'm gonna run into Mike, and we're just gonna both go for each other because of these warnings. Yeah, oh, it's driven you both mad. Them? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're assuming it's the other. Well, so maybe Jason, maybe there's a knife in that tube Scott was talking about. Jason's going to go for it, and it'll slip out of his hands, and he'll stab himself. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of the gift of the Magi, but with two friends stabbing each other. Oh my Scary gosh, gift this of is the Magi. awful. I should not have yeah, called for fortunes. Is... Now you know. She <laughs> they wins. All... And big, big mistake on my part. 
As far um, as I can tell, the Disneyland ones d- don't. The Disneyland ones are uh, pleasant, mostly. Yeah. Although Strunk and Ned refers to, uh, you know, diseases that don't exist and cures that wouldn't fix right. them. Um, right. So um, They have to be positive. Do we know, like, it is any... I mean, I'm sure this is not well documented, but it would be interesting because I would imagine... When does when is the oldest one? When is the first? Is that there from day one? The, uh, Esmeralda, uh, is, Esmeralda, some ever. version of that was there in day one. Like those, oh, probably okay. she at that point she probably gave out warnings about knives. Like um, that, then they didn't care as I, much. Probably I but. found an old Esmeralda. Um, it's not terribly. This is from the sixties. There's well, let's see. Worry over danger for a loved one has been your lot. This will pass. Okay, so that's actually a nice thing. The, I think the reason I pulled it was saying you may have some marital trouble, but a true friend will help straighten it out. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that sounds like someone is going to die <laughs> <laughs> or get big beat up. I don't know. Or, like, yeah, what get straighten it up. out. Yes, yeah, well, that doesn't necessarily mean that the marital trouble is over and the marriage continues. That me, that could mean well, the marriage is not your problem anymore, right? Because your <laughs> friend is going to throw your wife off of a cliff <laughs> or something like crazy. Like who knows yes, what some, that's getting at? Real um, strangers. Uh, a lot train, of them imply there. There is like marital stuff in a lot of these cards, from what I could tell. And I did see some story. Um, was this also in Esmeralda? The uh, Maybe it was a Ned. I don't know. One of the machines uh, told a couple, said something about uh, you, like that you will find a new love. Like you're, you've experienced marital trouble, but you'll find a new love. <laughs> and this is given to a husband and wife. We're like, uh, no thanks. Like we're yeah, good. That, that is a perfect illustration of what I was saying. <laughs> where like that's not flying in a Disney park in this day and age. No, that was recent. It, I think. I think that's really? in the last decade. Yeah. Oh, wow, I'm shocked. Wow. Don't quote me on that. I don't remember the that's source. That's funny. But... That's funny as hell. I think that's great. Yeah, <laughs> that is great. Take that, 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 that. They, that's like not something Bob Chick comes across Bob Chapek's desk, really. That's what that is then. Because mm-hmm. if yeah. like that was presented to the higher ups, like, you know what cards we're giving out? <laughs> they would definitely be like, oh, that's no, it's just got to be. They have to be turned into ads for our new movies. That, like, that's what it would be going forward. So I, that's just probably snuck by because it's such a low. These are such low key things that people like. Don't you may you about. may experience a fun and uh, enlivening time when you stream Soul on Disney Plus this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> the Mighty Ducks I- are back. <laughs> <laughs> An old friend may return. The initials are GB Gordon Bombay, perhaps. <laughs> Yeah, we really shouldn't think, put this out there because it's going to happen. I think what appeals, one of the appeals to me uh, about these things is like, especially when I first started going to Disneyland, I realized like how much off the beaten track stuff there was, like stuff not on the map or stuff that everyone doesn't tell you that. So finding like a fortune telling machine where you get, it spits out the card that you get to keep or um finding like a little room where you can cue off an effect or something you know what's a weird one of these is the um there's that um has anybody ever done in it's in a Frontierland shop it's kind of on the other side of where shrunken ned would be uh they're like way in the back of the store there's some weird like kind of glockenspiel machine you put a quarter into and then it does a big like clangy one-man band kind of 
song. I would never, I, I don't know the actual name of the instrument, but does this sound familiar at all? The weird, like, Frontierland old timey uh, uh, cl- flab traption that plays yeah. your song? 100%. I've think, done that. Yeah, yeah, I think I've done that. Yeah, um, that's neat. That's I, want, cool I want way more of this kind of thing in the park. It's like, like there is, do you guys know about the, um, the, the singing lesson on Main Street? No. No. So if you go down Main Street and go off one of the one of the little sort of side roads that doesn't doesn't go very far, mm-hmm. uh, if you go, one of the windows says singing lessons, and if you mm-hmm. go to it and listen, you can hear they have a speaker playing the whole time, like somebody giving a singing lesson in 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 inside the little singing lesson store, and I I feel like that kind like. They should have stuff like that going all the time. Like, what is stopping them from putting a little speaker in different places and having little, like, things that you can stop by and listen to? You know what I mean? Yeah. They have, I'm trying to think of other versions. They have, like, the phone at the market house of Starbucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Yes. And there's, like, is there a telegraph running in there, too? Like, a telegraph machine? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this stuff is all so fun and also is so for annual pass holders who just want to wander and it's like just give us more stuff to i guess i guess it's like anything when you get way into something and you want like we want like little things only we know about right is it is that kind of what isn't if i'm psychologically analyzing us that you're so that you can take a new person and and show like you know not this not everybody might know this one and either they think that's cool or that you're a major dweeb yeah, I mean, I guess it really, obviously, it fills it out. It fills it out in such a fun, rich way. And I also think, like, you, even if you don't notice it, you note it. Like, you, with details-wise, you, even if you don't notice it, you notice it. If you're hanging out in an area and they have a bunch of, like, kind of soundscape kind of things, that is actually making it better. And you might not even be aware of why. Well, let me say that, you know, for a, a new thing in the park, uh, for a big, ambitious new thing, I, Galaxy's Edge is full of this kind of thing. Little, like, yeah, soundscape yeah. designs. Here's this little show. I haven't done a ton of the app interactivity, and I feel like people were disappointed by that, maybe all, on the whole, but there, there still is a lot to do in that regard. Like, for you'd think that they would, like, and then there's, you know, obviously, like, a lot of things they cut with Galaxy's Edge, but, like, that kind of thing... They're, they're, I don't know, I, I, I do like that they, they didn't ignore that, and that something being built from the ground up in 2019 was so detail-oriented. The you radio know? station in the bathroom yes. is really yeah. neat. I mean, There's so even, much stuff in there. Like, there's so much on that loop, I feel like, that I haven't even heard. Yeah, yeah the, the experiences where, like, I, I know, um, especially if you go to Galaxy's Edge with little kids, where, like, if you find Ray, where she's wandering around, and, like, convinces people to like yeah follow me sneak sneak mm-hmm. through things and trick stormtroopers like those oh, really? those little things fill well, stuff that out. stuff that's the best stuff i mean that's the best stuff in there i mean i don't know that sounds like i'm yeah. putting the, the land design or anything else down but that's yeah that stuff is little secret things like did you know if you like bring your child ray will hang out with them and go on a mission <laughs> with them yeah like, that's they don't put that on the i mean they say look out for ray i'm sure on the app but they don't say like Ray will crouch and pretend you're hiding from Kylo Ren, which is awesome. So like I think I got mad dogged by Chewie. Like Chewie mad dogged me. Well, and the then greatest... I was like, I'm sorry, Chewie. And then 
like the great, he kept going. The greatest thing, dude. Were you with me, Jason? Were, were, were we together when I was getting a Ronto wrap at like the end of the night? Chewie runs up to the counter, smacks his like paws on the desk, and then a guy goes, "Hey, Chewie, can I have a picture?" And he goes, Arr! and he runs away. <laughs> I was like, "That is awesome." Chewie just told this adult no for a photo. Like yeah. you may I, have just run into a cast member who was having a bad day. Hey, it, we had the Chewy suit on and it worked for they, me. He, they used it. Method. Yeah. Acting. Yeah, I mean, little you, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you guys uh, hurt, like activated the ships and stuff in, uh, in Galaxy's Edge? In Galaxy's Edge? Yes. Because, th- yeah, through the, through the app, if you do like little puzzles and stuff, you can, mm-hmm. you can make the ships turn on, which I yes. think is, is actually really cool. Yeah, and then there's also like, um, I'm trying to think, uh, I was in that like uh, opening day crush a couple times last year, you know, where like they hold you at the line and you wait. And there's those like transmitters on the poles too. You can like turn on and like yeah. make them like short out and stuff. Oh, and that's all very fun. And especially if I was a if I was a kid, because that's all. As a kid, you would have you wouldn't have an app, but like there would be interactivity and things. And I feel like they would kind of fall short. But if I was a kid. And I could hit the button and like a big thing would like light up. That would blow my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. I Wait, think William yeah. was... was. Oh, okay, Jason. Oh, sorry. I, I tried to do this stuff at uh, Galaxy's Edge and I tried to download the Play Disney Parks app uh, when I was in park on the Wi Fi and it was, oh, it's over 600 megabytes. This is not, <laughs> this mm. is not happening on Disney Wi Fi. So I think it, I think it, people have complained like it, it local storage and then like a data usage with the app it it where it was crashing a lot when they yeah. first launched it so um yeah it, it was definitely a thing like on my mental to-do list of like oh fiddle around with this more at the park the complaint i think the only complaints people were having was the way they hyped it up beforehand and then the stuff that was cut it made it sound like it was going to be just full immersive everywhere every clerk spoke uh batu or whatever the language is uh yes and like and you know of course you would be people would be constantly coming up to you talking about your millennium falcon performance and it's like that didn't really they didn't really do that yeah and i think that's but the i mean the but if you didn't have that expectation and you just played with the stuff on the app you'd go oh that's cool that's very cool so you want um how would you feel if you were in the in oga's cantina and you walked in and then Rex cut the music and told everybody to be quiet and pointed you out like this guy is the guy who crashed the dang Falcon. Uh, yeah, that would be awesome. That would be so good. Uh, yeah, if he and any and anything like you bought a milk or something like you bought a milk in your app register. I mean, this is all scary because your app is just tracking you, but. It's also awesome because a robot could call you out for what you just bought or something. <laughs> like anything like that. We want great. the robots to roast us. That's well, the that's the height of all this. Well, Potato Head does a version of it, a Toy Story Midway Mania. Um, but we yes, more robots roasting like like <laughs> Rex. Yeah, Rex could just list like the last four digits of your credit card number as you come in too. <laughs> <laughs> Zero nine four one. I know security code. <laughs> security code. Vehicle identification number three four X one. 
<laughs> like all of we want as much of that as possible. Um, yeah, Chewie yeah. just came up to me and told me I had bad credit. Yeah. <laughs> Chewie did hug me once. Like the crowd parted and Chewie was there and he reached out and gave me a big hug. So that was nice. Yeah, that's great. In addition to his uh, threatening mad dogging. Just uh, hard, yeah. Plays hard to so, get. Uh, um, yeah. I was going to ask Avery, the, you know, like some of us talking about this, this the, uh, the fortune teller machines, this is the, the, the app interactivity. Yeah are, yeah. are you interested in this in general or have you like, was that you're in for this stuff that we're talking about? Or have you done other, are there other things on this app that, uh, that, that we may not be aware of? I mean, I have spent, I at one point spent an entire day just in Galaxy's Edge, just messing around with the app. Wow. Uh, wow. And it's not, the app is not great, but it is kind of fun to collect those little badges and things. Like, I, I think maybe part of this is that I, as a child, was not allowed to play video games. I never had any video games. And even now, I don't, re- I don't really do it. Uh, and so even the, just the, the hint of something that's kind of a video game, it gets, it gets that, uh, it gets the, the, uh, dopamine or whatever it is firing, right? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it's fun to collect those little badges. Yes, you, you are a tinkerer naturally, though. You, you've done a lot. You've made a lot of videos with like practical effects stuff. Or yeah, like, I like I like messing around with stuff. I mean, I think here's the thing. I think that Disneyland is this is this cool constructed world, right? It's like this constructed fantasy world. And when you're a kid and you go there, it's like every. The, there's like a there's magic and and new things to find around every corner, right? And I mm-hmm. think yeah. with a lot of this, I'm I want to capture some of that back. Like I want I want that that feeling of maybe if I maybe if I like am walking around here, something is hidden, you know. And I yeah, think sometimes yeah. with the app at its best, when you can di- when the Wi-Fi is good enough, you can get a little bit of that, right? Because like mm-hmm. like Fortune Red is you would not be able to find it. But like most people, it's hidden down an alleyway. You, it's actually in a, in a very inopportune place. You, you have to sort of like, it's, it's down an alley where people are often getting, uh, doing a meet and greet with Jack Skellington. And so there's like, <laughs> you, you kind of have to like stand there and cut kids in line to go. It, it looks like you're cutting off kids who are going to go talk to Jack Skellington, but then you just go and, and do this little fortune teller. But I, I guess I just want more, more little things like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the discovery, I think that's, I'm sure probably we all have that. that this is the annual pet. Luckily, I, uh, I think people have heard this news. Supposedly, when the park opens back up, there will be some kind of annual pass program again. So oh, sure. we won't have okay, to pay $150 each time we go. Um, but I think this is, yeah, what you're saying is like, Having the privilege of living out here and having an annual pass is what you're talking about because it's like you start to go, you start to figure out all the little hidden stuff and it makes it feels makes the place feel so much cooler. And then you're kind of almost on a hunt for it. It's it's like when I, I didn't even go to the Steakhouse 55 bar until I was out here for like six or seven <clears throat> years. And you get to that little bar and you're like, this is a nice little hotel bar. And it's like, that's not as cool as like a fortune teller machine. But there is like I this don't know. I might argue with you there, but all right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but even like weird stuff, yeah. In the Disneyland Hotel, they have the Autopia car in there, and oh, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's like stuff out of the way. 
like you go it like makes it does feel like you're exploring this like thing that almost feels like it's in unlim- has unlimited hidden things yeah well and um, i i think the nice thing it's because it's so big um if you if you pack a lot of these hidden things like let's say you have family visiting for a weekend or stuff and you're only there for a day maybe two but if there's enough hidden things and they stumble across one or two things like that produces delight like that's i think the big thing that we're always like trying to get back to is is in these parks is like finding little moments of delight especially if you i try not to be cynical about these places you know i do enjoy these places but like every now and then they fall short of expectations but like little things like this where you you are reminded of the attention to detail really make them sing part of what i think is so interesting about these parks is that they they operate it's it's like two very different things. It's on one hand, it's like this disgusting commercialism, mm-hmm. right? It's like very clearly just trying to make your money, take your money mm-hmm. away from you, you know? And then on the other yeah. hand, it's it's like art and idealism and, and like hope and trying to find whimsy and magic uh, in places where you wouldn't expect it, right? Because if, they, if there are like hidden things down alleys in... Disneyland, maybe there are hidden things down alleys in the rest of the world, right? And I sure. think that's that's kind of what you're trying to capture. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like a magic, magic is everywhere. It is interesting you're saying that because yeah, obviously everything is just money, as much money as possible. It is funny because yeah, I think if almost if Disney, if this say like Walt Disney didn't start theme parks, but Disney existed and they started them right now, they wouldn't have magic in them they might have very cool expensive rides and it might be very fun to go but i feel like because of the precedent that was set early on of like detail now all the imagineers who were raised on all of this detail push for it and we still get like an extra little like fortune teller machine here and there or narratives and i think if it was just created in the last 10 years it would just be big movie rides and it, I wouldn't look like a Six Flags, but it wouldn't be nearly as like it wouldn't have nearly as many hidden things and like as much detail and stuff. Sure, yeah, wrong, I, but that's I, I think I, I think like I I think that's right, and I I think the little things. I mean, sometimes you can with th- these fortune telling machines, for example, you can dig back in the past and like oh, well, you don't see these every. Maybe you still see they, these sorts of machines are still. Um, you know, common at boardwalks and and fairs and carnivals and that sort of thing. But, like, they still produce delight. There's still plenty of videos on YouTube of of people going to these machines and doing them and reading the cards and all. Uh, uh, I think the first first one I could find was, like, back in the 1900s. But there's a a video on YouTube of a, a, a channel called Great Big Story and they interview Olaf Stanton, the head of Characters Unlimited, that, and they build every Zoltar machine by hand in Boulder City, Nevada. Wow. And, like, so you can still <laughs> order these things, and they make them by hand. Uh, and one thing they pointed out is uh, Olaf cast his own teeth for the Zoltar. <laughs> that is the owner's teeth uh, on, on each wow. creature. Each yeah. Zoltar has Olaf's teeth. 
Each Zoltar, uh, yes. I, I don't know if Zoltar is copyrighted, though, because I found another company selling Zoltar machines. What is all? Uh, did, did it was an interview with him? What it, did his voice sound you know, like this or anything? <laughs> it doesn't sound like that. He's just a guy. Okay. Like he's all just right. like a, a a nice normal guy. And they nice. they write they did they make the um uh uh cards. They make the um the fortune telling cards too. He was like mm-hmm. boxing up like tons of packs of cards. It's it's like it, it really the fortune teller machine for me. It's like it's everything we like about. A themed entertainment it's a robot there's an interactive yeah. element to it it's there's an intimacy with it the fortune teller doesn't say they're proud of me but it's cl- like it's something <laughs> it's something in the way where they're addressing me they it's are like saying intimacy something to me. is weird <laughs> you fall into these turns of phrase <laughs> i know what he means every other episode <laughs> intimacy well, I have intimacy I with zoltar and with I fortune said, uh, red i said I said uh, that that Olaf seduces me on the Frozen ride. <laughs> Olaf seduces me, and I want to have intimacy with him and with Olaf. Whether it's Olaf the Snowman or Olaf with the teeth. Uh, look, I am not. I am not. Se- I, after Europe, I stopped being sexual in any way again. So I'm just using intimacy and sex and uh, sexual and seductive non sexually. This is an intimate art form. Podcasting is an yes. intimate art form. We are in the audio. Why do you in, need to say that? Ears. though? you need we to say it's your intimate. <laughs> All right, you're a purveyor of intimate goods, Scott Gardner. <laughs> God, ugh. we are purveying intimate goods scott deal with it all just right leave, just like I mean, well now you'll do it but i was gonna say just leave the word boy out of there don't say <laughs> i'm an intimate good purveyor boy that weird uh, shit people do i'm <laughs> i'm a little I'm intimate right. purveyor boy hey you said it not us ah, damn it i said the f- clean phrase we, yeah we that's... tricked you with dark arts into saying it <laughs> All right, so. let's bring it back. Let's bring it back on topic. So, Avery, you're a little fortune collecting boy. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry uh, to do that to our boy. guest. That's very rude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've always considered myself sort of an intimate little boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah. I, hear. <laughs> I need a break. Need um, a- how, no, I think <laughs> there, is, you- there is something about that. When you go on rides, you see animatronics that are in their own world, but these mm-hmm. are animatronics that are like in your world. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there, there's yes. something there's something that's that feels intimate about it. Yes. It's yeah. uh, they're right there. It exists on a boardwalk which yeah. is not themed like it's a little theme, but it's not themed like Disney. You're in your as you're saying, real world. It's kind of like especially when you're a kid, is this thing real? Is it it's kind of real? And now it's going to like tell me something bad about my life. <laughs> That's intimate. Somebody says something bad about your life. Like now there's an intimacy there. Um, yeah. So non-sexual. Non-sexual. Okay. All right. As <laughs> long as you put that next to intimacy. Um, let's talk about one of these other machines. Do we, do we have an order we want to go in? We got two to go. Esmeralda. Sure. Yeah. I Esmeralda is... You know, this is kind of uh, another sort of like, yeah, I don't know. This is a weird line because it's like (laughs) in the 50s and 60s, it's like, well, we need some mysticism. I guess let's put a Romani in there. Like, let's just get that in there. Yeah, that'll solve this. Sure. That's uh, I'm actually I'm actually surprised they haven't changed the name because it's the same name as uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame character. 
Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. That's a good it's, point. It's it feels like they would not. They yeah, would not I, I, I googled that. Esmeralda fortune teller, and there, there's like a lot of different companies that are all making different Esmeralda fortune tellers. So I wonder if that was at some point a character in some sort of media. Like, is it is it or all referencing this media? Do, I mean, do you think is that it? other people are referencing the Disney one, or do you think that the Disney one and other ones are also referencing something else that we don't know about? Is the name I all referencing maybe Hunchback, it, ultimately? It was, oh, maybe. Like, yeah. Or like a generic, you know, mist- it's kind of like um, in 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 the, there that there's that story in the um, Devil White Devil in the White City book about like we need a song for someone to dance to and like the pianist like is just covered in flop sweat and just kind of plunked out like da 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 like and that's where that came from hmm. like did they just like Esmeralda something in in uh yeah an old dime store book or in just like the first generations of these storytelling machines of like oh that's a name that sounds uh foreign enough to americans they'll think it's mystical yeah i it's probably i mean somebody probably knows the exact history and we're sounding like idiots but it it probably seems like well it's a like a romanian name and they yeah. uh they know fortunes <laughs> i assume it comes from some sort of like very lazy lazy uh Brandy. Seems like we all hate wrong, Esmeralda. Though. That's what the uh, <laughs> seems like uh, a lot of despising going on. What oh, from us? You mean? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like everybody hate hates this machine. No, I don't hate her at all. I'm just saying it's possibly comes from some sort of like lazy white people. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Sure, I also sure. think that she's like the least. She's maybe the least original and least specific to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, like the well, sure, sure. The pirate one is outside Pirates of the Caribbean. Fort Fortune or uh, uh, Shrunken Ned is in Adventureland. This is kind of you've seen this before, you know. Well, it's like throwback, yes, in, probably like, to something arcade. young Walt saw or something, right. you right. know, right. like because like it, it's in the this, we're talking about the thing in the Penny Arcade and on right. Main Street, um, right? Yeah, so it's yeah, along with you know, like I mean, there's a couple. There's a, there's a little family of weird mannequins and stuff on Main Street. Uh, I guess it's a throwback yeah. to uh, mannequins that he either liked or creeped him out as a kid. <laughs> there's a lot, yeah. There's still a lot of like little stuff that feel doesn't feel like it's so Disney. Like if, in the Penny Arcade, there is the that Pinocchio machine where you put like a quarter and he dances. And mm-hmm. Like so, that's they have more <laughs> like new Disney stuff in there, but there are still some pieces. Uh, on Main Street like this that are a little more generic, just like old turn of the century, maybe. Well, yeah, I found one of these that, because uh, I was like, well, this doesn't count as one of the fortune tellers, but it's, you know, it's a, it's adjacent, I would say. And uh, um, I don't think I've ever seen this guy. Um, he's an Uncle Ooh, Sam, wow. and uh, he has a big, I think you, you well, no, you don't step on him. It's, a, it's a, the, some sort of like strength tester. He's got like a dial in his chest. Uh, and the, the thing that his chest dial says is a little unsettling to me. Hello, hello, strong man. Squeeze my hand. <laughs> I can't. Sounds I right. Just, sounds I good to, to me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where is this? That's in the Penny Arcade, apparently. And he's, he's jutting in- his hand out. Uh, and it's a little, it's, I think it's a little like low. 
You can see where he's plugged in. It, this, this doesn't feel super Disney-ish, does it? But it's there, apparently. Uh, You're saying like his hand is like at crotch level. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you walked up to this, yeah, he would be shaking you in the groin. So Uncle, <laughs> S- Uncle Sam will jerk you off for a quarter. <laughs> what you're saying it's still looking for magic in disneyland yes <laughs> now that is yeah. intimacy that is a sexual intimacy there now this is yes yeah, so i'm comfortable strong labeling man. that <laughs> hello, hello strong, strong man, man. <laughs> squeeze my hand or Saluting. put something else in there i don't know put something in my hand for and put the quarter in is there a quarter is there even a component to a quarter yeah there has to be right? he does it for free he just uh whoa he does yeah yeah sam's just uh <laughs> wow sam just likes for the love people. of the game <laughs> i guess he's finally embraced the welfare state <laughs> yeah that was that's free? another i mean this is all pre-disneyland so this is, goes back to carnivals and yeah penny arcades me, uh mechanical turk like this is all the stuff that robots like, giving you hand jobs <laughs> yeah that's old before disneyland that's old yeah, yeah. tunnel of love that's what all stuff. of steampunk is heading for like that's what the more gears we put on stuff and hats and guns like Eventually, we'll end up with a steam-powered robot that jerks right. you up. Well, back in the turn of the century, you you thought that it was a robot giving you a, a hand job, but then you open up the box, and there's actually a man and un, inside it's- the box <laughs> pulling little ropes and things. And he's that magician's twin. That <laughs> 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 the twin is picking your pocket. That's how they so mad at the reveal. That's how they get so many levels. Um, so, yeah, um, Esmeralda, uh, you know, gives you cards. She has a, she has a deck of cards and they change those out and put different, like, Disney designs on them. I'm looking at a deck with, you know, Tinkerbell and a small world, uh, Hawaiian girl and the abominable snowman from, uh, Matterhorn. And, um, so that's a, that's a little detail I never noticed. And, you know, again, the cards are, uh, interesting and odd and specific i'm looking at one with that warns you about beware of a man who has dark hair and wears a good deal of jewelry he is a false <laughs> friend this is something Esmeralda. <laughs> wow does anyone does anyone have anyone in their lives or is there someone prominent in the world who fits that description dark hair and wears a good deal of jewelry and a he's good a false deal friend. of jewelry that's a good question uh i mean ring ringo oh no <laughs> <laughs> well the the darkness of his hair is false we know that that's true i think he still wears some rings <laughs> yeah he's mr been singing t the- possibly mr mm-hmm. t Oh yeah, Mr. T, yeah. a lot of jewelry. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Uh, oof, good question. I we'd have to think about this more. Jeez. Yeah. That does seem like I don't know why. That does seem like a warning, like an old person would give you and go like, I don't. You can't say that anymore. I I'm not quite <laughs> sure what you are implying, but I'm sure it's not great. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yes i see i get i get where you're going with that yeah. it is like it's still and it's just like i i know that con- you're mad at a, an entity that country has not existed for 200 years i we don't have to worry grandpa what are you <laughs> grandma esmeralda don't worry yeah. about that yeah. stuff um yeah Actually, so, uh, as you bring, maybe this is a good point time to bring up, because uh, I got curious if Esmeralda exists in other parks, and what was my answer? I think, it, I think it was in the Magic Kingdom and Disney World and is not anymore, and I couldn't find an oh. equivalent in 
Disneyland Paris. Um, but there uh, is a in Tokyo. There continues to be a a different uh, fortune telling machine. And you talk about non Disney. This is uh, th- this is very odd. Um, like why that? <laughs> why is this in Tokyo Disneyland? Grandmother's predictions. Um, <laughs> there's an old lady and kind of a brooch. Um, and it says, "What does Grandma say?" Your answer is here. Um, I mean, one thought is just like, so there's something. I mean, Esmeralda's in a box too, but why is a grandma in a box? That that's unsettling to me. I don't want. And there's something like personal about intimate. You might say about saying yeah. grandma. It's like your grandma. Why is my grandma in a box? Um, and then. I got curious. So you see an Uncle Sam back there too, sticking his hand out. Um, so he's he's in Tokyo Uh-oh. too. You're not left out if you're in Tokyo. Um, and I was like, well, what? Yeah, what does Grandma say? What is Grandma's answer? And a, one of the cards that Grandma gives you is that a devil might come and poke you with an arrow in the night. There's a little cartoon wow. of a of a devil uh, poking a very like heavily flop sweating sleeping man who's extremely distraught you talk about bizarre details i had no idea you could go to tokyo disneyland and get this weird devil card the devil and his pitchfork are gadding about the devil will get you if you don't watch out he and it's like tempt- really pointing in there this looks like he it hurts. places temptations in your way be strong be firm and you won't stray i mean what is he talking about <laughs> having an affair or she is grandma these- talking about it a lot of these are about affairs, seemingly. So yeah, maybe. Huh? Or um, I guess yeah. Stray is the one that may, leads me to think this is about an affair. I mean, like, could you apply like going down a bad path with drugs for straying? I guess. This I guess is what um, your straight life. Um, Mike Pence went to Tokyo Disneyland years ago <laughs> and got this card, and that's why he won't be in an elevator with a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he can't handle it because he remembers. That the devil will poke him in the middle of the night. It's placing temptation in my way. <laughs> is, my, is your Mike Pence impression the same as your uh, Aladar impression from Dinosaur? <laughs> uh, stand together. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be in the same room with a lady dinosaur. <laughs> but it's also a little further than it's Don Pardo oh, yeah. <laughs> with oh, Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> the devil <laughs> and your host the devil <laughs> <laughs> with musical guest a man with lots of jewelry <laughs> <laughs> this when they fortune, let fortune though. teller cards uh, book that one episode of SNL <laughs> <laughs> this fortune you can't get anywhere else you know you can't get it in the other souvenir shops in Tokyo Disney it's exclusive to the machine yep and that's, yeah 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 I'm really feeling bad that I hadn't I hadn't seen Grandma. I missed. I mean, Scott was there, and you missed Grandma too. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. I didn't see Grandma. Um, and uh, you know, I do feel sad about that. So it'd be nice to get more Grandma uh, style in our lives. Mike, could you give a Grandma style prediction? Um, <laughs> uh, a fortune for um, Jason, let's say. Okay, for Jason, uh, I will say. Uh, watch out for the devil lurks in the fridge. Well, that one I, I already knew about because you know if you if you if you dance with the devil in the fridge uh, too much, the devil ends up right on your hips. You know, 
<laughs> hey, can I can I say something real quick? So what? Uh, oh, Jason and I used to be on a sketch team together at UCB, and uh, I think that w- when you guys first started the podcast, we were we were on the team. Yeah, we on the team together, Jim. Mm. And I, th- I th- like yeah. Shortly thereafter, yeah. And um, I rem- at the time I remember that you wrote a f- like at least a couple sketches about either theme parks or snacks uh (laughs) no you don't say (laughs) i don't believe it and then hearing the podcast like it 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 came together to really form a picture of a man do you know what i mean like i started to get (laughs) i started to get hints of it at the time and then through listening to this podcast i really got the full picture Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny that you uh, bring that up because uh, the one time I have been to the Museum Mechanique, uh, you Avery and I were at SF Sketch Fest with that sketch group, and uh, I uh, had some sort of snack that gave me food poisoning, oh. so I spent much of one of the few days I was in San Francisco uh, wandering Fisherman's Wharf uh, just trying to get some fresh air. <laughs> And one of the ways I tried to cheer myself up was in the museum at Canique. So, um, was it a banana? Yeah, Did that banana hurt your tum tum too early in the oh, morning? Oh yeah, was it a banana in the morning without anything else? I I think it was uh, eating fried rice with uh, crispy uh, crispy pig skin at one in the morning. Mm. It is probably yeah, the thing right that yeah, got <laughs> Uh. So um, I have I have an addendum to that fortune. Uh, mm. There's also a knife in one of the. <laughs> okay, yeah, because well, if you cut a pie, if you have a pie and you've been cutting up slight, sometimes you just put the pie with the knife back. You in the bake fridge the knife so accidentally keep... into the pie. Mm. Well, that's if you have a friend you need to help out of a jam, you know. Yeah, like Ma <laughs> when Ma Beagle sends a knife to her <laughs> sons, right. the Beagle Boys, in prison. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, what Esmeralda? Who's? Oh, should we go to the next? I think yeah. So ultimately, I guess Fortune ultimately, Man. like Esmeralda is is not my favorite of the of the fortune tellers, but I am right. glad that she's there on Main Street because it's like Main Street. Otherwise, is kind of just a lot of shops. You know, it's nice. It's nice yes. that there is something there that is not just a shop. Even the Penny yeah, Arcade little, now, yeah. is, I think, is mostly not a Penny Arcade, besides the Weird Uncle Sam. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of the main way it's representing. That and those, like, little, like, uh, movies that you watch for mm-hmm. a nickel, which we will obviously cover uh, individually, one by one, <laughs> each yeah. old-timey movie. Those Wright brothers are something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> But Fortune Red, the pirate, I mean, that's what really jumped out. And that seems like the, the, the biggest like, element of the interactivity and everything. Um, yeah, what, what do we know about this guy? Well, I, it's, uh, this is, there's this little corner over in New Orleans Square that I don't, they've sort of expanded, I think, a little bit in the last so many years. But I, I was a place I feel like I almost realized existed, I don't know, like three years ago. Like there's a haunted mansion gift shop located here, and then there's pirates kind of gift shop, and they're both not in the traditional place of like immediately after coming off of those rides. They're just sort of tucked away in this little corner of New Orleans Square, and this is similar. This is in a similar spot, and it feels like a little hidden spot to me. Yeah, I they they keep you know uh, cutting off pieces of it. This is this is right back near where you used to go to the Court of Angels, which was just like a very nice 
pleasant themed courtyard that they eventually um redid and made it, it still exists it's like the entry courtyard to club 33 now mm-hmm. um and that there was an outcry about that at the time people are not <laughs> happy about that because i think a lot of people had taken pictures back there or be it engagement pictures or or pictures of families over the years and and i think people that was another secret little thing like these fortune tellers which is like oh you go back go to the end of this alleyway and there is a charming little like new orleans courtyard it's got some quiet music playing that sort mm-hmm. of thing let's uh, take it but, back let's storm it we're storming the court of angels <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of good people going there that were just protesting not everybody there storming that <laughs> Courtyard and have true. weapons to storm it. Yeah, they just want to go in and take a picture. That's yeah. it. I mean, let's get on Telegram and organize and <laughs> go from there. We do have to set up our presences on all of the weird. The yeah, weird we were on. Things. Jason was just yeah, ready to. Jason had just finished our parlor account and then they took it off the. Oh app man, store. I, so sorry. Well, yeah. So. We'll try. If it goes back up, we'll be there. It was finally a place to <laughs> sh- say what we really think. Yeah, finally. <laughs> your your parlor account is the third gate, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, like Disney MGM Studios, we heard another theme park account was doing a third gate, and we real quickly scrambled and found out the basics of what uh, they were going to do, and we're like, oh, we'll together. do a movie studio park, too. We'll do a, a, a parlor account, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so we'll That's see demolished. We on that. Yeah. Um, um, but they right. added, I guess what I'm saying, Court of Angels gone. We got to go experience it once at Club 33, which was obviously very cool, but not something I expect us to do a ton in our lifetime. Um, but I feel like they've made little magic moment places here in the way they've, they've set this stuff up. And now yeah. added this little piece of uh, fun, fortune teller fun. Well, what's this? What do you do with the app? What 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 does Fortune Red do for you if so, you have the Play <laughs> Disney app fired up? Yeah. So so if you, I mean, if it's working, sometimes it doesn't work. But if it's working, you can go to a a little like section in the app that says Fortune Red, and you you say like I'm here, and then the thing lights up and does its little like back and forth animatronic thing, and then spits out uh one piece of a story and and apparently there's like oh yeah there you go uh and there's like 10 cards in each story i think and there's three stories and as far as i can tell like the stories aren't particularly interesting uh (laughs) that's not what i'm into do you know what i mean like i i I am a completist but i but i don't particularly care about what i'm getting from it uh i just want them I want to have them, you know? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I believe <laughs> Nothing has been that... too rewarding for you having, like, you have them in front of you, and you're not looking at some, like, pearl of wisdom or quote that's changed your life. Right. You, I yeah. feel like you guys can, can relate to the feeling of, like, just wanting to possess things. What? Avery, what are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, I mean, I've got some... I've got some. Oh wow! Some little vinylmations. Uh, vinylmations here too. Hey, there's the game. Yes, those are the uh, the Mickey yeah. shaped ones. I have the Park Stars, which are not in the Mickey shape. No, the Park Stars are better. The Park Stars, oh, yes, I, cool I always one. liked better because of that. Uh, they've stopped making both, I believe. At this yeah, point. I think that's true. 
Um, are any of these everywhere. fortune tellers a park star? Oh, I I think that they did. I think that there's at least an Esmeralda. Uh, Is there? I th- I think so. Let me look. See if, I... see if you can pull that up. I'm but is it the that. Esmeralda from Hunchback? Oh, maybe. Because I know they did movie versions. Yeah, I don't see a animation. park star for the fortune teller. Um, no. I see, yeah, I see Hunchback of, yeah, Vinylmations. Hmm. I don't uh, know. It I... is, Avery, like you said, you you might be one of the very few people committed to this sort of thing because when <laughs> I looked at the YouTube videos about and typed in like Esmeralda, Main Street, Disneyland, Fortune Red, Disneyland, there were certainly videos of people going and getting the fortunes, but there was no like, usually there's a 20 minute explainer where people like walk you through the story. And it's like, okay, here's how you do this. Here's how you, and, and most of the blogs that cover this stuff did have like in 2018, Hey, go to Esmeralda or Fortune Red with the pl- parks, uh, the Play Disney Parks app, and this is what you can do. But there has not been a lot of like follow up about it or like uh, accounting of it. Yeah, I think that this there's they've tried the different. Um, what was the interactive thing they were doing in Frontierland? You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yes, the game. I feel like yeah. they've tried this stuff and it hasn't maybe taken off in a way, but I. It's cool in concept, and I'm a little upset with myself for not knowing more about this and not experimenting more with the with Fortune Red and the app. So I don't know if it just needs to get out there. Maybe this podcast is doing some sort of a, a service. <laughs> um, because I said definitely when when I go next, I am going to do a little of this. I'm definitely going to to scope that out. So are you really ups- I, how upset at yourself are you? <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Uh on a one ten. Ten being the most upset. Uh two. Two. Okay, three. all right. If it was more than two, I would have been like, I think you gotta you gotta cut yourself a break. Okay, fair enough. You know what? I I, I am too hard on myself. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. But thank you for uh, sharing intimate details of your thought process nah. and feelings. <laughs> well, look, I am <laughs> I am the most intimate member of the podcast, The Ride Trio. Okay, well, uh, uh, not I sexually, guess. Non-sexually. Scott has left okay. the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> you the know, uh, that, that reminded me of a, of, a, of a story from, like, the first time that I went to Disney World uh, as, as a little kid. We went to the, the Morocco restaurant at Epcot. And mm-hmm. there is a uh, there's a belly dancer there, and I re- I remember being uh, like so freaked out by any kind of display of sexuality that I <laughs> hid under the table and cried, uh, and then my family made fun of me for thirty years. they just never let it go i hear that i can relate to that (laughs) i was just trying to be a good little boy yeah yeah of course and it's stories like that i knew you would be a perfect (laughs) guest for this podcast and and oh i we should i should mention to avery you are notable in podcast right history as you are our first itunes review oh is that true Uh, so thank you for that (laughs) happy to do it yeah um beware dark fates await those who listen to this podcast now that was the review i didn't say anything about the contents of it but, uh, um, like a hex he was doing 
<laughs> let me yeah. praise let me praise Fortune Red real quick. They made Fortune Red look like an old jacked up animatronic pirate. They didn't make sometimes my criticism is they make some of the new animatronics look a little too nice and new. I think Red looks fine, but she maybe doesn't look like jacked up like some of the other and I know that she's not as well like weathered as the other characters, but I'm glad that he looks like they pulled a 60s animatronic out and shoved him in a machine. I think that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Fortune Red looks and like his face is about to fall apart. Yes, that's the good. <laughs> that, and that's, that's what the, I like about it. It looks like it's made of like dirt and it's going to fall apart. Yes. Yes, and what he does is his he's got a pointed finger and he just points back and forth between a map and a skull. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Yoho, they're like a, a jaunty version of Yoho uh mm-hmm. plays uh yoho a pirate's life for me plays and then it he points as if to say death is lies upon this map and then he spits you out a fortune which are kind of indecipherable because they're <laughs> they're so written in pirate and like seafaring uh <laughs> slang mm-hmm. um so yeah i i appreciate that i don't know i actually don't know is it a, maybe they just grabbed an old pirate they have all these old pirates lying around in imagineering they just Could shoved be. an old one in here and also, no. you you just alluded to some. This is confusing. Also, we should clear. Red, Fortune Red is not Red the pirate. Fortune Red the is pi- not Red. Yes. Fortune it's Red the pirate D's. is not Red the pirate. Red is two D's. Correct. Red the pirate. The new, oh, is pirate. it? I don't know. Which is, is that, not Red wrong? Rocket from Red Rocket's Pizza Port, the old yeah. name of the uh, not good restaurant. I'll declare. Yeah, at Red is two D's for for the new pirate red on, on pirates of the caribbean the female character that is two I, I don't think i knew that like chris yeah. red a relative of snl cast member chris red red the pirate is not chris red and mm-hmm. is not not f- fortune red fortune, fortune red, red. <laughs> and there's nothing to do with red rocket pizza nothing to do with simply red the 80s band <laughs> nothing to do with simply red not the wrestler amazing red has nothing to do with amazing red uh, these are all different things. Um, yeah, I'm looking at red and red. My only criticism is that red looks too uh, nice. <laughs> the pirate red, the new animation. Oh, the pirate. Well, I think I I liked the addition. Uh, of red i it is very smooth it's very clearly a newer generation animatronic but i think the issue with red and rosita is the audio needs to be worse it's well, too, that's what the i fidelity yes. is too clear it needs to be a little hissier and the dialogue needs to be a little more uh anachronistic not in content but in like stilted delivery <laughs> well, there's a no, there's a lot of enunciation, which is why you want people to hear it. But that wasn't the case in the old days of recording these voices, where it's like ah, like you can barely understand what <laughs> yeah. these pirates are saying. And there's some charm to that. So yeah, when you see a new animatronic, especially one in the context of an old ride with old audio recordings, it really sticks out that like she's like, we want the rum, and then you, everyone else is like ah, <laughs> like it's just so much different. Yeah, you should have gotten yeah like a an old character actress who's drunk <laughs> to to do the lines and then like yeah mess up the audio then use it just like an old 60s reel-to-reel recorder and use that tape yes. to make it fully yeah. match because you can't throw like a lacy hard drive down the stairs to like add like you know uh 
you add stuff to the audio track and the way that like you can physically beat up um analog media to mm-hmm. to get a certain effect <laughs> yeah um so yeah they they uh fortune red again melting janky. face janky <laughs> yeah, like like you want it to be um you so don't this... want anything too good is is the truth right you want it everything to be a a little bit bad yeah you want I it mean, to work consistently yeah right but, uh but mostly only, consistently i'm trying to think yeah i guess you know in tomorrowland i think you would maybe want i think depending on the yeah what the land is you would want the animatronics to be like new pristine feeling but every other land where it feels like it's a long time ago including galaxy's edge you would want all the robots to be a little janky, at least just from looks, not maybe their movement necessarily, but you would want them to all feel haunted. <laughs> like there was a person that got trapped in the robot and they were melting and that was their fate for the rest of time. Um, so yeah, Fortune Red is stuck throughout the rest of time. He was a human man. Yeah. And now he has to live in this box. Grandma really is in that box. Yes. Grandma can't <laughs> yes. get out of the box. That's a right. She was uh, she was bad in her l- real life, and <laughs> then she was cursed by the devil to live in a box in Tokyo Disneyland. They were she, all she all the fortune tellers like... are were recipients of bad fortunes that laid right. out the curse. They a were box killed... will be your eternal <laughs> home, all... and they thought it was a coffin, but <laughs> right, <laughs> they didn't read it right. They didn't understand. She... She looks a little like the grandmother in Carousel of Progress, which someone pointed out is like the same grandmother animatronic that is in the Haunted Mansion somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's a ghost in a rocking chair. Yeah. Yes. They yeah, they used yeah. it. That's um, a fun, creepy detail. Um, so, Avery, you, so there's, all right, so you've done this experience. You've kind of, you've collected them all, at least for one of the stories. And it, do you feel like, would you recommend this to other people? Or is this just like, well, it satisfied my, uh specific fascinations i i think everybody should i think it's a fun thing that you can show people when you bring them to the park i think it's a cool thing that not everybody knows about and you get a little keepsake at the end of it and uh i mean the fact that they made it so it's free is so great yeah that's the you know what we got a change shortage now (laughs) It's tough yeah, to right. find. I haven't used change anywhere in a while. So, yeah, we're all going to be lacking in quarters, I think. And maybe you need them for laundry or something. So now they figure out a way where for just the probably now more expensive price of going to Disneyland um, and, download, and you just download the app and now you don't go to uh, sling that change around. Here's, I think, what I really want. Because, because the, the stories are like fun but it doesn't it doesn't mean anything particularly uh what i want is for i go to one of the fortune tellers and it spits out a card that tells me to go somewhere else in the park and find uh, something else right and i mm-hmm. and i have to like go up to the top of the uh, tarzan treehouse or whatever the hell you know and and then yeah. that sends me somewhere else i want i want a a a, a fortune like a, a hunt throughout the park and yes. I don't think that's unreasonable. No, oh, I don't. <laughs> no, I want I it to it cater to exactly what I want. <laughs> no, that's. Cooler. I think that's there. what they were trying with that that game in Frontierland for a little while, where there was sort of more of a hunt. Um, but it was still. It felt like very official. It felt like you needed to be somewhere at a certain time right. to give things out, and then people would go off. But you're. But I think yeah, maybe your idea, your plus up here, is good in the sense that it's a less formal version of that. 
and you can find, I mean, they do little hunts like around Easter. They go find all the eggs and mark them down. That's not quite as cool as this, but maybe there are multiple choose your adventure, oh, choose your own adventure type things with fortune telling machines and other, other uh, interactive yeah. elements that could be like that. I mean, I think it's never, it will never be able to last if they need park employees to to do it. If someone's job yes. is to interact <laughs> with someone and give them a clue all day, I don't think that will happen, right? But right. if they well, have- that's what happened. Um, they had this card game in Florida that you would go around and play, like almost like a magic, like a simplified Magic the Gathering uh-huh. kind of like game where you would cast spells and have character cards and this sort of, thing and it was free to start you got a starter pack for free and then you could buy stuff or they would give stuff uh, different cards to annual pass holders and they had been doing it for years and just recently like shelved it for the moment because i don't know that the demand was there and yeah it, it requires i think some cast member interaction mm-hmm. so yeah so so yes as you were saying avery like no because that that'll always get cut it'll always get cut when a human is having to do it has to be a job so figure out ways with these machines or other things to like send you on a little mission yeah and i don't and i feel like sometimes people to like discount the app because they don't want people that like they don't like the idea of somebody walking around the park just staring at their phone all the time and and i agree that's like a legitimate concern right uh but i feel like if there's ways that like with with these fortune tellers what what's cool about it is that the app lets you interact physically with the landscape of the park do you know what i mean you're you're like using the app but it's not keeping you in the app it's like getting you out into into interesting things mm-hmm. in the space uh so if they could make you do more of that it would be awesome yeah there because they did there there was a space mountain i mean I'm, i guess it exists still there's a space mountain like game you could play i guess while you, we were playing it in line and it was awful because <laughs> we were having to like just play it for 25 minutes this game with putting pieces together and we're competing against other people in line and i was just like this is so stressful like i feel like that's maybe not as good of an application as what you're saying where it's just like you interact with this because you're close to it it goes hey there's a secret little corridor you may not have known about. Go over there and then you put your phone down. You experience life. You go over there and then you put your phone up for a second and then, yeah, you go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that, that feels a lot better with the application than having to play a stressful game against 30 people in Space Mountain Line. <laughs> and there's already that pass, game maybe? you put on your forehead. I mean, that's already like dominating. Disney's not going to cut into the, the forehead card game, which I can't summon the name of right now. Yeah, I. what is the name of it? I don't know. Heads up? Yeah, there you go. Heads yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, all right. This is, um, we're a great podcast for not knowing specific names. <laughs> I think every episode there is a search for a name, which doesn't guaranteed have uh, an ending. I guess the correct answer no. at the end. Sometimes we leave the audience hanging. We did figure uh, out the clown's name, which was... Cliffy. 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 Okay. Cliffy the clown. And we did so. figure out that podcasting is what kind of medium? In- intimate. Intimate. An intimate medium. <laughs> Um, and that's why he's the best. That's why he's a pro. <laughs> that's why I'm the most intimate on the show. Um, yes. I, I think, uh, I believe, uh, every month you survive podcast, The Ride. Oh, thank, thank you God. for joining us. 
or this this trip through this intimate medium. Um, <laughs> thanks for getting intimate with us. Um, uh, uh, let's exit through the gift shop. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can you can follow me on on Twitter or Instagram at Avery Monson. It's A V E R Y M O N S E N. Or if you have if you have kids, uh, I I just wrote a, a children's book called I Am the Longest Dog that's uh, published by Disney. Uh, wow. Which doesn't, it doesn't mean anything, unfortunately. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. it's a totally separate, separate thing. Um, mm. but, uh, yeah, you can, you can check it out, uh, or go to longestdog.com and you can see the book. Cool. Great. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That, I, um, I would like to check it out because I call our dog Edwin the lo- a very long dog o- often. <laughs> That's true. I'm not joking. He's <laughs> long, he's small, yeah. but long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's great. Read it to him, um, and it will be an, an intimate experience. Oh, yeah, <laughs> certainly. <laughs> yeah, it makes um, a lot of sense. Hey, and uh, for more intimate experiences with us, uh, you can uh, check us out on all your, your favorite social medias. And uh, to quote Shrunken Ned, if you want to patronize Podcast the Ride, then visit Podcast the Ride, the second gate, where you get three bonus episodes every month, uh, and that's at patreon.com slash podcast the ride. Um, Jason, you're the only one who didn't do a fortune. You, uh, do, do a fortune for Avery to uh, close us out. Oh, okay. Uh, hmm. <laughs> While the path may seem treacherous and curving, a straight cut through is often the best choice. Whoa. <laughs> ah. Is there anything else, though, maybe, in that fortune, Jason? And when you encounter an old friend on the pathway, <laughs> you know he's got a knife. <laughs> ah, so stab okay. him first. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you feel okay about that? <laughs> you think you can handle it? Uh, yeah, I guess I just gotta stab everyone I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like yeah. a plan. Well, you took that it's just It's time right. to start stabbing, guys. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you when you encounter someone you know on that street in San Francisco that curves one way and the other and all the way down, <laughs> and you know, it's just, and you are walking right down the center of it, like cars honking at you, and then you run into an old college roommate, you know what to do. <laughs> you know what to do. Stab, stab, stab. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.